your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nutch on Live 95. As you've been hearing on Live 95, Tom and Molly Martins, who were originally convicted of murdering Limerick man Jason Corbett in North Carolina in 2015, are back in court. That original conviction was subsequently set aside and they arrived in court on Monday where the wife of Jason Corbett, Molly Martins, and her father, Tom Martins, admitted to voluntary manslaughter as part of a plea deal and the sentencing hearing is now underway. Southern correspondent with the Irish Independent, Ralph Regal, who has covered all of this extensively from the very beginning and indeed um, has written a book about it. He is in North Carolina and joins us now. Good morning to you, Ralph. Good morning, Joel. So, because it's a sentencing hearing, we're hearing other things and slightly different things perhaps than we did in the original case. Uh, c- correct, Joe. In actual fact, we're hearing stuff that we never heard at all in the original 2017 uh, hearing. And um, maybe for your listeners who aren't overly familiar with it, um, just the outline dates are that um, Jason Corbett's first wife, Mags, died of an asthma attack in November uh, 2006. And that left him with two very young children, uh, Jack and Sarah. They were both two years and under at the time. Molly Martins travelled to Ireland about two years later to work as a nanny for his children. They commenced a relationship. And in June 2011, they married at a ceremony in Tennessee, which is, is where she's from. Uh, in the early hours of August the 2nd, 2015, he was found fatally injured uh, in the master bedroom of his home at Panther Creek Court. And a, a statement was made by, by Tom Martins, his father-in-law, who was a retired FBI agent and who had worked as a counterintelligence operative with the U.S. Department of Energy, that he had seen Mr. Corbett attempting to strangle his daughter or Mr. Corbett's wife, and that a confrontation occurred in which Mr. Corbett was beaten with a metal Louisville slugger baseball bat and then a heavy concrete paving slab. Uh, it, initially, it seemed to be treated as a case of domestic violence, but then police um, arrested uh, Tom and Molly. They were charged with second degree murder and they were convicted um, following a five week trial before Davidson County Superior Court in July and August of 2017. They received 20 to 25 year prison sentences. They served three and a half years of those sentences before they successfully appealed to the North Carolina Supreme Court, which quashed the conviction and a retrial was ordered. And then, as you, you said, on Monday, um, prosecutors conduct, agreed an 11th hour plea bargain arrangement with uh, the father and daughter, whereby Tom has pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter, which is a class D manslaughter offence here in North Carolina. And Molly entered a no contest, at which point the judge point stressed to her that the state and the judiciary consider a no contest um, approach to a case as a form of a guilty plea. So essentially what we're hearing now are the two sides, the prosecution side and the defence side, on where the offences should fall on the scale of severity. And we're hearing stuff that we didn't hear back in 2017. For instance, in the original trial, we heard nothing from Sharon Martins. Now, Sharon Martins is the mother of Molly Martins, and she's the wife of Tom Martins. And it was always maintained that when Tom Martins was woken by the sounds of screaming and shouting from the master bedroom, and he went upstairs to investigate with a metal baseball bat, Sharon never left the bedroom downstairs. 
And her, the statement she made to police wasn't entered in the original trial because, of course, she couldn't be compelled to testify against her husband and the, uh, the state had no opportunity to cross-examine her. That statement was read into evidence yesterday and it was quite extraordinary in that what it said was that this woman appeared to believe that her daughter was being physically abused. She had never seen any example of it, but she suspected it. Uh, her daughter had assured her it was only verbal abuse, but she seemed to be so concerned that what we learned for the first time was she had given a code word to the two children, Jack, who was then 10 years old, and Sarah, who was then eight years old. And she had written her number on the bottom of a wooden doll, which was kept in a nest of dolls in a spare bedroom. And if the children were worried about anything, they would call that number, they would use the code word. And uh, Mrs. Martins told the police in 2015 that she would know it was them, she would know there was an issue and that she would ring the police so that they wouldn't have to. So despite all of this, what seems quite extraordinary and, and the prosecution focused on this was the fact that despite these concerns about the physicality of the relationship between her daughter and her husband, and despite hearing the sounds of screams and thudding coming from upstairs, once Mr. Martins left the bedroom, Sharon Martins went back down to sleep. Sharon Martins never got up. She never went upstairs to investigate what was going on when her husband failed to return. And the first she realized of the fatal confrontation was when she was awoken by the sound of a strange voice who was a policeman identifying himself and asking her, would she take care of the two children while they investigated the homicide upstairs? So what else has um, emerged from this? Well, we're in the early stages of it, Joe. I mean, Sharon Martin's statement was certainly quite significant. Um, What's also quite significant are statements from um, Douglas Kingsbury. Now, he is the the lawyer who's representing um, Molly Martins, and he very much has taken a lead role in the defence. And he very much seems to be the one that's entering the evidence on his client's behalf, is pushing the various issues. And he's the one who has raised the fact that Molly Martins believed that, and he's, he's raised, that he said that they're going to be entering medical and other types of evidence to support their claim that Jason Corbett was responsible for the death of his first wife, Mags, that it wasn't a, an asthma attack and that it could have been some type of strangulation death, that that was possible. So it's clear what they're trying to do is a, a impact on the judge, the state of mind that both Tom and Molly Martins were in on August the 2nd as a mitigating factor. So just to put in context the sentences, when the plea bargain was agreed and ratified before Judge David Hall, who is himself a former prosecutor, he pointed out that the maximum sentence for a Class D manslaughter is up to 17 years in prison. But that is only for people that have multiple convictions, people that have very serious criminal records. Neither Tom nor Molly Martins have that type of record. So he said that type of sentence doesn't apply in this case. Now, we understand that the defence are looking for a sentence at the lower end of the scale, which is between probation and three years. And the state, we understand, are looking for a sentence from the medium to the upper range, which is somewhere between five and six years and up to nine years. So the crucial part of that is the more mitigating factors that they can impress upon the judge, the greater the chance they have of a lesser sentence. And of course, the important point to stress, Joe, if they get any sentence of three and a half years or less, 
they will walk free on the base of the time that they've already served. Right. We're talking to Ralph Regal, who's covering this story for the Irish Independent. Um, I think it's very important to emphasise um, uh, the um, death of Jason Corbett's first wife and the the facts of that here in Ireland. Yes. So tell me about oh, that. Oh, very much so, Julia. Yeah, um, well, we've not heard any of the details of that. Now, we expect that there will be a significant discussion of both the medical circumstances and the various witness statements surrounding that event in November 2006. But again, if you look back over the... I mean, that, that has been an absolutely outrageous claim from the family's point of view. And while the family have not commented out here, the judge had a very strict gagging order in place but the judge has lifted that gagging order once the plea bargain deal was confirmed. But despite that, the family have said, uh, you know, significant members of the family out here, uh, Tracy Corbett Lynch, who of course wrote that book about the case and has very much spearheaded the campaign for justice um, for Jason with her husband, David Lynch. They are here. Jack and Sarah, of course, are here. Mr. Corbett's children who were left orphaned by the actions of Tom and Molly Martins uh, in August of 2015. Jack is now 19 years old. Sarah is 17 years old. Um, Jason's uh, uh, twin is here, uh, Wayne, and his sister Marilyn, as well as some of his best friends and supporters and neighbours. So they're here to support the family, but the family have taken the view that they're not going to comment until the sentencing hearing is over. And they pointedly said that they're already on record in terms of their attitude towards some of the claims by the Martins. And they've consistently said, really since 2015, that Tom and Molly Martins not only took Jason's life, but they have repeatedly attempted to take his good name and reputation as well. Yes, because um, Margaret Maggs um, Corbett, she suffered a fatal asthma attack. Is that not the case? It is. And I think it's very important to stress from an Irish perspective, Joe, and particularly from the Limerick perspective, is that what what is all, what's not said in court is almost more important than what is said in court. So Mr. Kingsbury stood up and made various serious allegations and claims. But what he did not say is that when Margaret Maggs Corbett got her fatal asthma attack, she was with her sister, not just her husband. She was with her sister. Her husband was talking to her sister in the house. Mags had gone to bed. She got up and came back up to them and said that she was getting an asthma attack, which, of course, totally contradicts everything that Mr. Kingsbury is saying. But obviously, he's saying it on the basis of creating um, an atmosphere or an insinuation as to the state of mind that both Tom and Molly were in. And I should also say that one of the things that we got yesterday evening was the full unedited tape recording of Tom Martin's interview with police hours after he was arrested following the death of Jason Corbett. And the very first thing that Tom Martin said in that interview was to raise what he called the mysterious circumstances surrounding the death of uh, Mr. Corbett's first wife. Okay. All right. Well, look, the sentencing hearing continues. Uh, we will be talking to you again. Thank you very much uh, for taking the time this morning with time differences and everything else to talk to us. Uh, Ralph Regal, uh, Southern correspondent with the Irish Independent, who is uh, in attendance at that hearing and reporting uh, on it. And obviously, it's a case of major interest here in Limerick. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.